The Whole Health Cure with Dr. Sharon Berquist, the podcast that brings you inspiration and skills for living a healthy and fulfilled life. Welcome to the Whole Health Cure podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon Berquist. On this podcast, we explore the science and provide inspiration and skills for living your happiest, most fulfilling, and healthiest life. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Laurie Marbus, who's double board certified family medicine and lifestyle medicine physician, utilizing food as medicine since 2012. She woke, She worked with Dr. Joel Furman, creating a new medical model combining the power of nutrient-dense foods and intensive clinical psychological therapy to treat not only food addiction, but chronic disease. She currently is the managing editor for the Plantrition Project's International Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention and works closely with the journal's editor-in-chief, Dr. Kim Williams. The journal is focused on plant-based research and bringing this important work to the forefront of modern medicine and the general public. She's also co-founder of Healthy Human Revolution, whose mission is to provide the resources that will empower individuals with the knowledge, tools, and mindset to successfully adopt and sustain a whole food plant-based diet. In Colorado, she convinced a large hospital to create a lifestyle medicine program centered around a whole foods, plant-based diet and showed resounding success. At another hospital, she conducted a one-month study of 26 employees on plant-based diet. All employees were fed from the hospital's kitchen and each individual had improvement in their health. She has spoken at the Golden Veg Fest in Colorado, the International Plant-Based Nutrition Healthcare Conference, and other venues teaching about the value of the whole food plant-based diet. She received her dual degrees, MD and MBA, from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center School of Medicine and their School of Business. Lori was awarded the Texas Tech University School of Medicine Gold-Headed Cane Award, a symbol for excellence in the art of medicine and the care of patients. She wrote seven books while in medical school, six of which were in a series called Visual Mnemonics. These books used cartoons to help memorize vast amounts of information, which helped her when she was a mom attending medical school. She is a United States Air Force veteran, having served in the Middle East and South America. She's a wife, mom of three grown children, host of the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, author, speaker, and an avid runner. Lori, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Wow. Um, you sure stay busy. <laughs> that um, so. Very exciting projects that you're involved in. Um, I want to start by talking about the Plantrition Project's International Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention, because that's a new journal. Um, why did it get started? Or tell us a little bit about the history behind it. Yeah, absolutely. So we just published our very first edition in March, which is very exciting. That took about 15 months of planning in you know, strategizing and funding, fundraising and doing everything that is needed. And when we started this, I was contacted by Dr. Scott Stoll, who is one of the co-founders of the Plantrition Project, and Mr. Dan Purgis, who's also had a remarkable recovery um, himself um, through plant-based eating. And the two of them had conspired to start the journal. And then they kind of um, asked me to join in and kind of be the get her, get it done type. <laughs> so uh, have our track record of getting, you know, projects off the ground and getting things moving. And so that's what we did. 
And um, none of us had ever started a journal or even kind of knew what we were doing, which is probably a good thing because sometimes <laughs> ignorance is bliss. And you just like, oh, I didn't know that couldn't be done. So I guess I'll, I'll do it anyway. So, which is really, it's been a really amazing and um, successful campaign for us to happen, for us to do. Um, we were very fortunate to have a lot of people in lifestyle medicine, in the plant-based world who were willing to, you know, step forward and, and take part and help us in navigating the waters and, you know, understanding the world of academic publishing was, it's been very interesting. <laughs> the, the politics and the, you know, where commercial publishers were not interested in someone who's not going to be bringing in money from advertisers, from pharmaceutical companies and different things. They're like, um, we can't make money with you. We're not going to help you. So that's when we went into self-publishing and we started working with a group in Canada and from Simon Fraser University. And they help us, you know, with all the, the technical know-how, we use their free software and they have copy editors and things like that. Of course that costs money, which, you know, it's, we're a, completely open access. We don't charge authors to submit or publish in the journal. Our, our goal is that this knowledge and information is life-saving. So we want everyone to have access, it, access to it, excuse me, around the world. And so we're doing other avenues of raising money, but that is our goal is to continue to remain open access. And we've been very, very blessed that when we have a need, um, miraculously things happen that are we find the resources that we are we're looking for and they come to us and so we've been very blessed from that standpoint i i consider that a good omen that we're heading in the right direction and we also um have a companion uh publication that we started my idea with that was you know as a physician many times it's hard for me to have the time to sit down and I know and other doctors too, to explain to a patient, this is what I need you to do. This is why. And, you know, here's the science or even share it with other physicians. Right. Um, <clears throat> so what we've done is we created the disease uh, reversal digest, disease reversal and prevention digest and which can be found at disease reversal digest.com. And that is kind of our fundraiser. So it's um, still low cost and, we take the authors who are actually published in our journal and I interview them and they literally translate the science that they're working in and they've published. And we explain it to, you know, someone who in, a, in terms that a, anybody without a scientific background can understand. So we're taking out the middleman. I'm not interpreting the science. I'm just asking questions. They're telling me what the science means to the degree that we should maybe look at something further or maybe to the degree like this is actionable things that we should incorporate into your life every single day. So that's the kind of the fun thing is that we're taking that science, translating it to the everyday consumer can read and go, Oh, here we go. So we're taking out the journalist who might say butter is back or to someone else who might say, you know, you should be adding dairy to everything because of whatever, you know, we're actually looking at the science. Now if the science said, fish is healthy. Okay. Then we're not going to argue. We're not going to be bound by, you know, of course my preference is plant-based eating, but we're also open to looking at that science. We don't, we don't want to put any slant on it, whatever. We want the scientists to speak what the true science is. So that really is, we're trying to be as, as authentic and transparent as possible um, with that process. And so, but the nice thing is about the digest, we're also incorporating many other aspects of 
living a healthy life because we want to talk about regeneration and rebirth, right? We're talking about reversal of disease. We're talking about the environment, what we need to do to regenerate our soil. We're working with Rodell um, Institute and we're doing other things like working with chefs on how to make food flavorful and sharing recipes and this upcoming um, episode or excuse me, this upcoming publication in September, we have, you know, how to do this plant based on a budget. We're talking about kids and learning how to get them to eat more. And so there's so many um, ways of looking at lifestyle outside of even just our diet and nutrition, which is very paramount and foundational, but there's more stuff to it. Like how do I sleep? How do I deal with food cravings? And so we're, we're incorporating all of those things together as much as possible. So it's really exciting to see where it's growing and it's kind of taking on a life of its own. And we're really focusing on regeneration and rebirth and, you know, just that reversal component is I think where our, our kind of special niches. So. And you know, both the journal and the digest seem to fit such unique roles. And I want to talk about both separately because you just touched on, on so much valuable information to Talk a little bit more about the inception of the International Journal of Disease Reversal and Prevention. Mm-hmm. When you were approached and when, you know, Scott Soule was in the early stages with Dan Purges, where did they see a need where their current was, where there currently wasn't one? Like, what's that niche that they thought, we need to make this happen? Gotcha. So this is, you know, one of the main, I would say, levers that needed to be pulled was moving us all under one umbrella, right? So if we read about nutrition, it could be in a journal based, you know, like I know um, Dr. T. Colin Campbell had an article in, it was a cardiology journal just for gerontology. So older cardiology patients. As a family medicine physician, I would one, not have access, nor would I read (laughs) a gerontology cardiology journal because that's just not my forte. It's not my, it wasn't my specialty. I would be looking at my limited time. I would keep under probably the roof of, you know, the American Academy of Family Practice or some lifestyle medicine magazine or a journal, something like that. Um, So what we're seeing is with these people are being published and the science was there, but it was in many different locations. And so we wanted to give a space that we could focus on nutrition and the reversal of disease, also prevention, but also there's so many of us that are ill now in the world. But, you know, when you take the uh, approach of learning, well, what can I do to prevent disease? That's, it's such a vague concept for so many people, because until you're sick, oftentimes people just take their health for granted. But then when we have someone who has diabetes, for example, type 2 diabetes or whatever, and we show them the way that they could potentially reverse it and certainly make it much better, optimize, you know, their health with the current state, that is not, it just, it just wasn't there where, you know, you, why do I have to go to six different journals to look for different articles or more and not always have access? So if I don't have an, you know, an academic affiliation, I'm not going to have access unless I pay for them. And so that was the other issue is like, these are behind paid walls, um, you know, paywalls um, that commercial publishers have instituted. There's going to be a period of time that, you know, sometimes they'll say, okay, here's a, a journal. It's, a, it's accessible to their members of whatever society is supporting the journal, which is appropriate, I suppose. And then what happens though is you don't have access to that as a, 
and someone in the public without paying, you know, 30, 60, $90 per an article. Um, so a lot of times there's going to be some type of time period that maybe in a year that would be available to someone outside of that abstract. Um, that was a frustrating part because as a, in an American, I'm paying taxes, right? And my money's going to the NIH. Many of these, you know, studies are published or excuse me, funded by public monies, but I don't have access to the results, which is another frustration, which I don't think is, is right. So we have multiple reasons why we started, but the main ones that we wanted to bring an umbrella to all the factors that include lifestyle medicine, you know, reversal disease, plant-based nutrition. Um, but we wanted a, a space that was very easy also for the authors, but also for the public to access. So that's what we're trying to do. And I think we're doing okay. Yeah. So that's a really good point. I think oftentimes, you know, we don't know the behind the scenes of what makes something accessible. The, you know, finances often drive how things are made accessible. So that those are, that's a really interesting background. And that's also really great for consumers because no longer is it just something that stays within academia but people can now access the articles that are being published, see the case reports of how disease reversal can happen and people with different conditions can now access information that maybe they're not getting at their doctor's office of different ways to approach their disease um, and broaden their understanding from the researchers directly. So that's incredible. So you got your first issue has been published right so that was in april is that right it was in march in march okay well i guess it was end of march early april absolutely yes you're right yeah so in um in since then so you're going to be publishing twice a year is that correct right our goal um we had originally thought you know quarterly but there's there was so much that we needed to learn on the whole process of um an article will be submitted, then it's, you know, where we vet those to see if they're worthy of spending, sending to reviewers because we don't want to waste our reviewers' times. You know, reviewers are really the crux of the success of any journal besides readership and the financial, but your reviewers, you want good quality reviewers and you certainly don't want to do anything to waste their time. So we vet those to determine should they go to our reviewers. It's a blinded process, meaning um, the reviewers know who wrote the article so they can feel free to remove themselves. If let's say I didn't know someone had a relationship with a author, they need to be able to say, Oh, I, I don't feel like, you know, I can do this unbiased. So, you know, they need to be able to do this, but the authors of the paper will not know who the reviewers are. So the reviewers will feel free to be very honest and, um, constructive criticism about an article because we want only the best that we can do um, and actually publish. So that's that process. And then you have the reviewers, their time, they're busy getting it back, getting the revisions, looking at it again, sending it to copy editing, sending it to the layout. <laughs> so there's all of these things that, you know, you think about, oh, this look at this journal, there's this article. There's so much going on behind this, the, the wheel that takes months and we're learning and getting processes and we're in a very small team. <laughs> so we're literally just, we're just getting started. And um, there's many hats that we have to wear that maybe we didn't wear or 
I've never knew that we were going to wear in the future. So um, you're learning on the you're learning on the fly. You're reaching out to people because before I, you know, even as we were starting, I spoke to I I don't even know how many people I were had on the phone from around the world asking. You're an editor of this journal. What do you? I mean, from different countries. And I had spoken to people who had published multiple articles. And I mean, I even watched YouTube videos and did some other online lessons. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, there's so much, but there's not really a how-to manual of starting, you know, a, an open access journal like we were wanting. So, you know, I took different parts of different books and things that I read and developing policy. <laughs> so it's been, it's been such an interesting process that we decided to make it a healthy, each edition needs to be very healthy and robust in standalone. So we're doing that in that process. So the first one we published, everybody got published at once. So now we're doing what we call rolling publications as we come along and we're getting more articles, but as they go through the review process and they go to production and the copy editor and everything, they'll be published on the website immediately. So then when September comes, hopefully we've had all the articles that will be bound to that, you know, they'll be annexed in that particular publication or that you know volume and that edition that season had already been online so people have ready access and the authors don't have to wait that period of time so but our goal is to eventually get to quarterly and there that may happen next year it may or may not we'll see um, but um, that is our goal is as we move along and we get more processes and more support and more help because I, I can't you know we can't do everything all of us at once so yeah. but it, it's a process and it's it's quite a learning process. People ask, are we on PubMed? Um, you know, that's a two-year process. So you have to be literally from the day that we publish our first edition, the clock starts. So you have to be online. You have to have a certain number of articles. And then it's an application process. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a secretive process because when you go to look at, like, what can I do to increase our odds of being accepted to be added to PubMed, there's, you don't know who's on the committee that makes the decision. You don't know why people were turned down. <laughs> There's a lot of technical aspects that we've, we do have covered that they would requ you know, require. That was one of the other things I wanted to make sure that anything technical was covered from the very beginning. Cause I don't want to go back and catch up and try to fix everything from the technical aspect. So when we started this, our goal is to get on PubMed and make sure that technical stuff is dealt with in the very beginning as much as possible, at least that I could see. Um, and so far that's been okay. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you made tremendous progress to get to the point of launching the first edition to growing 70 reviewers and now getting a constant stream of submissions. So congratulations. That's phenomenal. Thank you. Well, we've had a lot of, lot of help and it certainly <clears throat> is something that's um, you just got to stay on top of too and make sure that um, everyone's happy and that they understand that we're so appreciative of them. And we, we couldn't have done it with all the support. We've had so many people donate time and money um, way beyond what you'd ever expect from someone. So it's, it's the nice thing about lifestyle medicine is that our, as we had talked earlier before we started, the community is so compassionate and with each other and so passionate about the advancement of lifestyle medicine that it's unbelievable what people are willing to do. And it's just, it's just, it's like a family. So it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. I've, I've felt the same. So I, I can understand that I'm very grateful for it. And, and it's really also 
very uplifting that amidst all the details that surface, all the things that were unanticipated, all the new areas that you now have to watch over that were not something that you may have known at the beginning, that when you step back and think why you're doing this, that the mission is something that is going to make such a difference in so many people's lives that I think sometimes that's the the type of fuel that gets us through those road bumps and helps us get to that other side. Yeah. It's like, you know, whenever you get tired, cause we're humans, <laughs> we have <laughs> lives, you know, I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, you move, you're, you're dealing with multiple jobs. You're doing this because a lot of us do this as secondary um, to our primary, you know, we're physicians to begin with. And um, I think that's the one thing is that you think about, wow, um, in the last, you know, seven, eight years that I've been using lifestyle medicine primarily as in my practice and helping people, you think about all the patients that if I hadn't been doing that or hadn't learned from someone who took the time to do a speech or make a video or write a book that I wouldn't have been able to help those people. Or I look at my own family and I think about, wow, where would we have been at this time if we hadn't taken this message? And so those are the people that inspire you to keep going when it's tired and you're just like, you know, it'd be so much easier just to go work in a little office, see my patients, do my thing, retire and go RV somewhere for a year. You know, so, you know, there's so many things that, you know, I, I imagine that would be much easier, but that's not why we're here. We have a purpose and the, and a, and a place to, you know, feel fulfilled and, um, it's just, it's, and it's fun to see people get well. I mean, healed. Yeah. I mean, it's really like, you know, it's, it's quite addicting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's a great feeling. And, and to have the digest as a companion, uh, that's a very unique approach. It's almost like having a Cliff's Notes version of the journal, um, right. which brings the science directly to the consumer bypassing the journalist's middleman. Yep. And hence the maybe opinions and biases that we all may have as individuals. So what a great concept. And so you're the editor for the digest as well. And you interview all the researchers and do summary articles directly from the researchers and then add additional articles when it, like you mentioned in this edition, a section on, you know, the affordability of the shopping around plant-based eating or how to be, encourage kids, et cetera. So that all goes into one digest. Yes. Uh, that's fabulous. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot of uh, content to curate. <laughs> and, um, but the cool thing is it, it's, it's nice because we're lean and we're not dealing with a, you know, a commercial publisher that's saying, well, this is what we're going to do. This is what we need to lay out. I know our audience because our audience is my patients. My audience is my neighbor. My, you know, our audience is, you know, the kid down the street. Um, it's my friends that are doctors who have patients. I mean, so these are the people that I've been knowing and working with and speaking to for all these years so when I get inspired by something and I share it with people and they get excited, I know our audience will too. So what's really cool is if I come across someone, for example, Summer Rain Oaks, who is an amazing model in New York, and I just interviewed her on my regular podcast, but we did a special uh, interview with her for the Digest on how you know she's an environmentalist, ecologist type thing, but 
she lives in urban New York, but she's brought in houseplants, 1,100 of them in her little tiny New York apartment. But this community that she's cultivated online and in person and in different um, ge geographically now, they're doing like plant swaps and stuff. But she introduced this concept in her book and she's sharing people, you know, send her excerpts of how their lives have changed from depression and anxiety by pulling themselves out of what they're dealing with internally. And they're looking at this plant that's sitting here every day, day in, day out, living, breathing, you know, organism that they're able to take care of and see thrive and that how that's helped their depression and their anxiety and there's an entire specialty called horticultural therapy, which I'd have never heard of. And I was so excited by reading this. I'm like, what an amazing, easy way to bring into someone's home and understanding therapy. So I reached out to one of the specialists that she interviewed in the book, and I'm interviewing him in a few weeks. I'm like, so there's so much here that we're bringing nature into our urban dwellings, right? The minimalists are running this too. They're, they're heading that going out and bringing plants into their, where they're living and wanting, you know, their cities and landscapes to be more nature driven, which is amazing. So, because I know I love going out in nature before here, I did a four mile hike this morning up in the mountains. So, you know, that's, that's why we're in Colorado and that's why I want to be outside and be part of nature. So I think, wow, so I can put anything like that I want in the digest. So it's just so cool. So like, this is the cool stuff. Let's put the cool stuff and the cool people and I get to meet them. What could I get? What more could I ask for? <laughs> yeah. What a perfect blend of true science yeah. plus approaching health in so many different ways. You know, I think sometimes when we think of lifestyle, we get in these kind of pigeonholed categories that are kind of siloed as diet, exercise, and we don't think of health and ways we interact with our environment, with nature, with other people, and how that influences our health. Um, so what a nice way to bring in that broader perspective on what the term, what's under that umbrella of lifestyle. Right. Absolutely. Because it's so broad that we're just beginning to understand that we need to go back to our basics and to our roots of living, right? We've created yeah. such a plastic and such a, um, a world that is not what we weren't made for. And how can we incorporate those two that we benefit from both? So it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I honestly, it's just so humbling to meet so many <laughs> amazing people. Um, yeah. I'm just like, well, let's just keep on going. Who else can I meet? And so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that, you know, you know who your audience is, um, be it patients, other physicians. How do you raise awareness? You know, I'm thinking this would be great in our waiting room. I can immediately think of so many people that would benefit, be it, you know, professional colleagues that sometimes also prefer reading a Cliff's Notes version than a dense journal. Um, certainly our patients, certainly just, you know, people. Like if, you know, you're at the checkout stand at a grocery store instead of picking up maybe one of the magazines that, um, we typically pick up. Um, what a great resource this is. So how do you reach your audience? Yeah, so that that's the other thing, right? So you may have a wonderful product, and it doesn't matter if this is a physical product sitting in a store shelf, 
or a wonderful product sitting at some URL parked on the website, right? Nobody's going to see it if, this, if you don't get it in front of eyes. So that's the other facet of making any endeavor or any business or because really, you know, running a journal like this is a business in a sense. It's a nonprofit business. <laughs> but um, the Digest, of course, is our, one of our major fundraisers that we're trying to, to use. It's marketing, right? So social media, you know, sharing by word of mouth, getting in front of people via emails, you know, partnering with folks who also have a large online presence that they feel, you know, hopefully that we're worthy of sharing, you know, our message with their audience. We want to be very respectful about that. And so that's really it. And I'm hoping and someday in the future that we can go to print, but print is very expensive. Um, certainly not something we'd want to take on at the moment. We're just a fledgling journal trying to get started. But I think we have so much cool information. I mean, our first digest, I interviewed you know, one of the past surgeon generals, Rich Carmona, Dr. Rich Carmona of the United States. I'm like, I mean, it's just, it's just such a unique approach when you look at any of these others. If you look, like if I go to a grocery store, right, and I'm seeing here – you think about the old prevention magazine, you think about men's health and women's health, and then you have all these different ones, but nobody's approaching, let's give people the inspiration and the tools and the insights that you can actually regenerate our world. We can regenerate your health. You can regenerate our health system. We can regenerate kids. We can regenerate families. We can regenerate communities by focusing on what are the one things we all want? We all want to be healthy. We all want to be in loving relationships. We all want to be mindful of everything. We want to be accepted and loved for who we are. So there's all these amazing, cool things that we can bring into that type of journal that nobody's ever really approached before. But it all started by bringing the science to the consumer and then how we can add that even more layered benefits to the reader. I mean, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal thing and we'll only get better. We're taking feedback and, you know, we're adding, you know, ways and processes to make sure that we get better because that it's a growing process for if you're not growing you're dying so that's what we're trying to do yeah that's phenomenal i mean it's so unique that i i think that just conceptually it's going to add so much value to so many people that's wonderful and you wear yet another hat right so yes. you are the co-founder of healthy human revolution yes and what does that do or yes. what? <laughs> so that is my, honestly, that is kind of my, my true passion. Um, and don't get me wrong. I love all of this. Stuff. You have a I, lot of passions. I am a very passionate individual. Um, maybe a little more so than I should be for my husband, but um, you know, <laughs> um, so healthy human revolution was born out of it kind of evolved over the years. So as I started working with patients and understood the value of lifestyle medicine, and when I was seeing disease reversal and people getting better and depression and relationships were improving because people felt better and they were less anxious and depressed, um, I started getting the same questions, right? So it, it turned into, how do I do this? How do I cook? How do I make something taste better? How do I get my husband who's not on board to do it? How do I get my kids to eat vegetables? And so I started getting the same questions and I started cultivating content, right? And so then I was like, you know, this content should be more than just available to my patients. What can I do? So then, you know, I created a little handout and then I started the podcast. I'm like, let's get this information out there, the how-to component, right? And it still kind of grew. I was just trying to figure out how am I going to continue to 
bring this to a place that anybody around the world can have access to it. Well, then I, you start meeting people, right? You go to conferences and you meet people through online. And I will have to say some of my dearest friends I met through Facebook years ago that we now meet in person. And now they become partners and our uh, co-founders of the Health Human Revolution. And that's Anthony Masiello, who's a certified health coach. And then Jason Cohen, who's actually a professional videographer, photographer. And Jason lost 120 pounds. He's run the 100-mile Leadville race. He's, I mean, just an incredible transformation story there. And then there's Anthony and he lost 160 pounds and has taken this, he was in pharma at one point and now he's doing just the health coaching. And so we started this last year and, you know, our message here is let's cultivate the content to actually help people learn how to do this. That's how we started. But now what we're doing is we've pivoted just a little, and I think we finally found our mission, a very clear picture, is we want to take those individuals. For example, we're working with Dr. Sohom Patel, who's a plant-based endocrinologist. He created his own course, and we're going to host the course. We do the marketing. We do the platform about diabetes. And so he created it, and it's going to be there available for people to use. Um, now we're also going to be working with Chloe Stein, who's a chef, we have John Pierre, who's a, not only is he the, you know, the fitness guru to the stars like Ellen DeGeneres and Emily Dachanel and all these amazing people, but he also has an entire side of him about love and compassion and teaching all these incredible things about what we call planet-based living and about the environment and different things. So what now we want to do is help highlight individuals you know, we have a physician who's dealt with um, autoimmune disease creating a course. We have a cardiologist developing a course. So we were thinking now we want to be kind of the place to go when people are like, you know what? I have diabetes. Where can I learn how to use lifestyle medicine or, you know, plant-based nutrition to get me better? Boom. Let's go to healthhumanrevolution.com. And that's now into our first conference, which will be September 7th and 8th in Denver. All the information will be on the website. And we're teaching them literally the practical health skills, the mindfulness, the eating. You're going to be fed. You're going to learn how to shop, how to navigate you know, really tricky social situations. Because if I can give you education, but if I don't tell you how to do it, I can, can say plants are really healthy for you, but you're in a situation that you feel up against the wall and that's like, oh, that's great, but I have this happen. How can I get here? We want to be the removal of the obstacle and say, now you have a clear way. Let's help you get down that path. So we want to take their hand and move it along that way. And be it whatever the question is or obstacle, if we don't know the answer, I'm sure we know people who do. And that's kind of where we're at. So now we want to be the place, the kind of the, you know, the, the spot to go to where anyone who has those type of questions. Because that really is, for me, it's like, let's get this done. Life is short. Let's teach them how to do it, but also help them hold their hand. What do they need? So let's make you successful. There are no excuses in my book. If you have an excuse, let's obliterate it and keep going. So that's kind of how we get things done. So yeah. that's, that's exciting because that makes it such a practical conference. It's very different. It's, you know, beyond the didactic. It's beyond the what you need to do. It's, we're going to show you how to do it. We're going to do it with you and we're going to support you throughout the process. What right. a great way to help people along. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, the science regurgitated over and over again, like, you know, and no kidding, there's many newcomers who need to hear the science and I'm not negating that at all, but 
Now we get to those who've been in it for a month or even three or four years and they've hit another roadblock or they keep falling back into, you know, the same cravings and then they fall off the wagon. And so there's, you know, there's so many, everyone has such a different story and so many obstacles and so many problems. That's why we want to bring as many people together as we can. That's the whole point of networking and sharing that information. And that's, that's what the whole conference is. We want to be, there'll be a touch of the science, but now we're going to get to the practical. It's like, let's, this is how we're going to do it because you come Friday, you leave home, you go Monday, you know what you need to do to fix the issue or at least get started down the right road. So, Yeah, what wonderful projects, Lori. You know, thank you for sharing all of them because each one is really an evolution of where we are with lifestyle medicine, right? We've gone from, yes, the science is sound, it's strong, we're going to make it accessible through the journal, we're going to make it very readable um, and supplement it with additional ways to approach lifestyle medicine beyond the traditional. And we're going to see one, do one, teach one with you and support you through the process. And, and what a great way and what a great niche of ways to move along this momentum of incorporating lifestyles medicine. So thank you. I know um, I can only imagine what your, your days and weeks are like. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you for putting all this passion and energy into it. And I wish you so much success in every one of these ventures. Oh, well, thank you so much for your time. And I appreciate you willing to listen and share our uh, message with your audience. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Whole Health Cure is brought to you by Emory Lifestyle Medicine and Wellness. For more information about wellness assessments, classes, and other resources, please visit our website, emoryhealthcare.org livewell. This material is copyrighted by Emory University.